Hi, welcome to Lead a Horse to Water. My name is Howard Paley, educator, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about our podcast. It's about mentorship, leadership, and what we can learn from each other. Each guest will be asked four questions to share a mentor, what they learned from that mentor, the best advice they've received, the best advice they've given, and probably a bonus question in there. Remember, you can lead a horse to water, but that does not make the horse thirsty. It's up to each of us to be thirsty for knowledge so that we have the opportunity to learn. On to the podcast. Welcome to the show, and uh, we are so appreciative to have today's guest. We have John Gomez with us. Uh, John is an educational clinician and national consultant for music programs across the nation. He's truly one of the great leaders in music in Arizona and the United States. He's a, a conductor, clinician, adjudicator, consultant, presenter, but, but in, uh, in this context, we're going to say leader and mentor. Uh, the number of music leaders who have learned with John is phenomenal. Uh, a, a true mentor, and so thank you so much for joining us, John Gomez. Great to be with you, Howard. And uh, so we're going to kick right in, and uh, before we begin with our four questions, I always like to ask, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, I think you wrapped it up really nicely. I, uh, leader and mentor, I think, has been uh, what I have aspired to be, and it's been through the channel of music that all of these things, all this uh, uh, servitude leadership has uh, it, it's been the pipeline and, and music's been a wonderful way of being able to reach so many young people who uh, have eventually become uh, very successful in their own right and in their own profession. Some of them music educators uh, such as your son. Uh, so it's it's been quite quite the journey absolutely and and you know i know that this as as uh someone who's mentored as well we get mentored by so many of those young people as well as, as we learn from them so it keeps our our spirit young and our spirit alive absolutely uh so we're going to kick out with our first one and ask question one outside of outside of your parents or the people who raised you who was a mentor or mentors in your life and what was the, what was that relationship? Well, looking back, I keep on channeling back to three individuals who made a huge impact on my life. The first would be my college band director at Arizona State University, Dr. Richard Strange. Uh, he was certainly someone that was very influential uh, in the early years and beyond. The second mentor was actually my first principal once I finally started teaching, and that is Dr. Uh, or uh, Mr. Donald Enns, who was the principal at Coronado High School and would go on to do some terrific things uh, in education. And the third, who is who continues to be a mentor, would be uh, Dr. Tim Lossenheiser, who pretty much laid the foundation for what I do today. Uh, uh, so. Those two individuals, when I look back, are, are people that keep on circling back to as being very influential in, in my professional and personal growth. 
first of all, thank you. I, I love hearing the mentor names and, and also that they kind of come from a wide variety. It's not, uh, you know, like so many of us, we learn from a diverse group. So tell us, uh, share with us what you've learned from these outstanding individuals that maybe you carry with you today has been valuable in your, your professional or personal life. Sure. Well, with, with Dr. Strange, and we called him Doc, uh, he was someone that inspired me to not shy away from difficulty or obstacles. When I first started teaching, there weren't many jobs at the time. We were at a, this was in the late, like 1988, and jobs were hard to come by uh, at that particular, it, there was a downturn in, uh, in employment, and so it was difficult to try to find a job, and I remember one being open, one of very few, it was at Coronado High School, and it was a successful program in its own right. Certainly, uh, the, uh, my predecessor was uh, very well regarded in the school community, and it, it was one of those jobs that if you spoke to anybody else, literally anyone other than Doc or my father, they probably would have advised me to find another <laughs> opportunity <laughs> because it was, it was one of those, you know, every now and then it's like stepping onto, into a minefield, and this one had the potential for things to go wrong on so many levels. But it was, it was Doc and my dad that said and encouraged me to, to uh, not shy away from that. They felt uh, they saw potential in me uh, uh, and saw a pathway for success. And I've never forgotten that. With Don Enns, he was, uh, we both started at Coronado at the same time, me as a teacher and Don as a principal. And I remember him saying, probably in our first meeting, that we're both going to be successful here because uh, you're going to have my back and I'm going to have yours. And uh, he, it, it, later on, he would go on and, and just be a real, uh, he gave me the courage to just be my authentic self, both pers uh, personally as well as professionally. And with Dr. Tim, he's probably the person that has gifted me with the value of servitude leadership. In other words, serving others, first and foremost, because it's the right thing to do, and realizing that the more you give in life, the more, you know, you are given back in return. And uh, that's kind of been the motto that I've used for most of my professional life, and it, and it has served me very well. Well, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, a couple of reflections, you know, because as much as this is certainly uh, about you, uh, it's great to get a few a bonus questions in, if you will. And first of all, I have to uh, say, for some of our listeners to hear that teaching jobs were difficult to come by in, in this day and age of 2023, but I remember it well, John, because I was teaching <laughs> as well. I also want to thank you for mentioning your dad, and, and I know I, I say uh, not to mention that or, or bring that in in the mentorship, but because they carry such tremendous influence, but... Uh, uh, I, I so appreciate you incorporating that in there. And uh, I also want to just touch base on servant leadership. We hear that so much. Do you mind, do you mind if I, I just ask what it means to you and, and how that, because it's clearly something I've seen and something when I, I talk to people about John Gomez, it comes up. So if you wouldn't mind sharing what that means to you. Well, it, 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 it just really is, 
as simple as just helping others succeed uh, and, and helping others find their pathway forward successfully. And like I said earlier, uh, music has been a passion of mine, obviously, all of my life. And it's through that, uh, that channel that so many students, uh, back when I was teaching for 30 years, that, that we, we found that connection and the inspiration, mutual inspiration, to be able to uh, just journey forward and, and help people, uh, not because there was an intention of them becoming musicians or uh, professional musicians or music educators, but because it was just a way to find, it was a pathway that, that we shared. And, it, and through that process, I think we encouraged young people to, to keep along on, on their personal journeys, whatever that might have been. As I have gotten older, and I realized that there was something more there after, after teaching in the classroom on a daily basis. It was helping other uh, new music educators or helping colleagues along the way in any number of ways. Uh, whether it's to visit their classroom or in professional development or at conferences or guest conducting. And so it's, it's just been one of those things that it has been a part of my life in terms of, uh, I, I, serve to leadership is a, a pretty fancy name, but it's as simple as just helping other people succeed whenever you have a chance. You know, and I think one thing I want to point out to people is that, uh, you know, they think of servant leader to, uh, servant leadership is an action, like you do something. And I think when I was listening to you speak, it, it reminds me that servant leadership, it's, it's an approach, it's a mentality. Uh, it, it's how you approach the, the, the time that you get with others. And so uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it, John. You bet. You bet. Uh, we'll move on to question three and, and ask you to share with us, uh, what's the best advice that you've ever received? Well, Howard, it's interesting that you just – got done say sometimes sometimes it's just a, uh, that that leadership is an action and 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 not a title I, I, and when it comes to advice it's kind of along the same line i the best advice probably other than my parents uh, probably came from my band director that i had from 4th grade to 12th grade uh, his name was mark is mark munoz and it wasn't an advice as much as it was his actions and encouragement to pursue music and to go beyond what was perhaps normal growing up in a copper mining town of Kearney. He was, he kind of saw the potential in me before I could see it in myself. And most likely, I would say his actions are why I've been able to follow my passion all these years. And it wasn't because he said anything necessarily other than, hey, you should you should audition for this, or you should try this, uh, or sign up for this. And he just kept on, you know, <laughs> he just kept on encouraging and, 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 and steering me in the right direction. And honestly, had it not been for him, who knows what I would be doing today. Uh, so I, I owe a lot to Mr. Munoz for sure. Well, and I think it's a reminder that when you have that mentality of servant leadership, it's very difficult not to perform an action like he was doing, encouraging you or, 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 and, and instructing you. But I also am reminded how important modeling is, as you shared your story about Mr. Munoz as a part of, of uh, mentorship. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, th this one is always one. I think it's the one that throws a curve for most of the people is what's the best advice you have ever given someone else <laughs> or others? Well, you know, Howard, when I uh, am asked to present and we just conferences or whatever or professional developments, I, I find myself usually ending a presentation by encouraging colleagues and others to to create a balance between their professional and personal lives. Now, kind of a sidebar, I'm probably the last person to offer that <laughs> that advice uh, because uh, I, I have always struggled. But but I will say that it has always been. Uh, an evolving goal. I always come and I circle back to the importance of striving to just to create that balance between the professional and the personal side. I've often thought for quite some time that too much of any one thing is no longer a good thing. And if if we just sit back and 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 think about all the different things that we do, uh, if if we do it in excess, it more often finds itself not necessarily the best thing we should be doing. Um, and I've tried to test that theory on many different levels, and I, keep, I still keep coming back to the fact that too much of any one thing is no longer a good thing. And the opposite of that, then, would be striving to create a sense of equilibrium between our professional pathways as well as our personal, uh, I think is, is a, a pretty healthy approach to life in general, because then we're able to appreciate everything. And like I said, is and, and we've worked together and have had the privilege of, of, of spending time together. And it, it, as, a, as a music educator, sometimes we really get wrapped up. Uh, we, we don't know the difference sometimes. Uh, we, we're our own worst enemy because we say, hey, this is good for kids. Let's do this. And we keep on saying that over and over and over again. But there comes a point that I share with colleagues that it's important to respect our downtime and to uh, to refuel and recharge so that we're able to keep on doing it for the long haul and not just do some sort of a, a variation of a sprint. So that probably would be my advice to, uh, to others. Well, first of all, there were so many nuggets in there. I, I, I'm going to have to re-listen to make sure I don't miss any of them. But uh, I also want to point out that you started with not saying you have to have balance, but the work of trying to create balance. And, uh, uh, and I think that's a, a, a real important nuance that it's, it's difficult to always have balance, but if we're focused on the work of creating that balance, I think uh, it helps us a lot. So I, I really appreciate that little nugget there. And I also want to point out, John, because we have worked together and served together and traveled together uh, uh, and I can I know your love of family, and uh, I I know you always are seeking to incorporate that as part of of your fun, and also incorporate that as part of of the work that you do with music. So uh, I want to remind not just you but everybody out there. I know how I know the seventy, eighty, ninety hour weeks you put in, but I also know you look to find those moments as well. So uh, you were a model in that area. And, uh, well, thank you. That's very nice. Yeah, there have been some great memories uh, over time, and 
like I said, I mean, there, 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 there are times when there are peaks in our season, and we know that we're, you know, uh, 10 feet deep with, with all sorts of things. But the fortunate thing for me, Howard, is that uh, some people, uh, you know, would consider them fortunate would consider themselves fortunate to have a job and pay the bills. And that's certainly, that's a good thing. Then there are others who go up a step beyond and there's a, there's an enjoyment. There's a, they, they may do something as a professional career for the long haul and really be very, you know, happy and financially established, which is great. But then every now and then, you know, people find something that they really just love doing, something that wakes them up mm -hmm. uh, uh, in the morning and uh, and uh, just keeps them charged up and going. Those are people that have found their passion, and and I consider myself very very fortunate to say that that uh, my term serving as a music educator uh, was in fact a passion, and uh, the fact that I was able to enjoy it with so many wonderful people, and hopefully make a a positive difference uh, in their lives. I certainly know they made a positive difference in mine. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt. Uh, as as someone who who runs into people uh, all the time, uh, but this isn't this podcast is not, not a John Gomez love fest here. So uh, <laughs> no bonus question here and ask what's the worst advice that maybe someone gave you or, or maybe you inadvertently shared uh, in your in your life. Oh, the worst advice. Yeah, you got to go the opposite. You know, I, I did recommend beta over VHS, so uh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, Howard, I can't really think of of uh, someone that has offered me, uh, me bad advice, and and maybe that's just because I, I I have strived through the years to hang around people that inspire me and. Uh, and you know, every now and then, you know that that feeling of kind of dark or negative energy, and I've just tried to distance myself from that. And so, as a consequence, I, I'm not sure that I've ever had something that I would call bad advice. I'm sure there has been, but that's because I'm a slow learner, and sometimes I, I don't uh, pick up on things as quickly. But uh, I would say, for the most part. Uh, I've I've been fortunate to to uh, not necessarily be in the presence of a lot of bad advice. I also want to say you know that so many of us meet with people and and you know we hear the phrase Debbie Downer and no offense to any Debbies out there but uh, you know the <laughs> who always finds the negative. Well, I think when I hear that response, it's a reminder of someone who's always. Uh, holding on to the positive and, and and looking for those things and the things that the things that don't have value, you 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 don't hold on to them. You let them run to the side, and I think that says a lot about attitude and uh, and what you bring to the table. John, I can't thank you enough for your time today and, and uh, willingness to participate. Is there anything you'd like to say, or how can people contact you if they have any questions for you? Well, Howard, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to just chat and visit and, and share a few thoughts that I think are important, uh, you know, to those who are trying to find a pathway to being happy and or successful. Uh, luckily, you and I have, have enjoyed those pathways. 
in the things that we've done and the and in the organizations and, and, and responsibilities that we've shared. So I thank you so much for uh, for sharing and for creating this particular opportunity for everyone to enjoy. Absolutely, and and uh, uh, I know we'll uh, we'll continue to stay in touch and, and look forward to it. Uh, thanks once again to John Gomez, our our guest today, and uh, uh, we'll see you soon. You bet, my friend. Take care. Thank you. Thanks again, John. Thank you so much to our guest, and thank you to our listeners. I appreciate you showing up. One of my Howardisms is sometimes the toughest part is showing up. If you have an idea for the show or maybe some feedback on how we can get better, please email me at makethemthirsty at gmail.com. That's makethemthirsty at gmail.com. This is Howard Paley, and this has been a Bob Tonawanovitz production.